Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, current and future PAs on your way to financial independence. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm so glad that you were able to take the time out of your day to take a listen to this episode today. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share an exciting announcement. Another PA on Instagram who highly prioritizes financial independence as well, and I are planning on doing an Instagram live together next week. So if you don't already follow along over on Instagram at PA the FI way, go ahead and do so because you will see announcements as to when this live will be. And we are wanting to hear some questions that you have, particularly about student loans, as that will be the topic that we are hoping to focus on. If you have noticed on Instagram or on Facebook, in the private Facebook group, or over at my website at pathefiway.com, you've noticed that I've been anonymous pretty much the whole time. I had chosen to do this so that I could feel as though I could talk openly about different financial topics. But I've decided that I'm going to go ahead and do this collaboration because I'm really excited about it. So if you all want to check out my face in person and see if the face actually matches the voice, because I'm always surprised how that usually doesn't happen when you listen to a podcast. I hope that you're able to tune in and join us for that live. So on today's podcast episode, I wanted to discuss why investing in your health is just as important as investing in your wealth and give you tools of how you can live a healthy lifestyle as a PA on your journey to financial independence. So as current or future PAs, we all know that eating a healthy diet and exercising are important life choices. Why is it so important to take the time to invest in your health while you are also trying to invest in your wealth on your journey to financial independence? If you are on this journey, how can you get healthy and stay healthy in a budget-friendly way? So I know that many of you are probably thinking, again, I know so much about health I know that it's important to be physically healthy so that I try to exercise and try to eat a healthy diet, but I actually would like to review first with you the various types of quote-unquote health. So there are several things that actually encompass someone's health, and you may view health differently than others in your life. You do know that to be considered healthy, your physical health must be doing at least pretty good. However, let's not forget about the other types of health. So if you research health, there are six generally recognized types of health. Physical health, mental health, spiritual health, social health, environmental health, and emotional health. 
But depending upon the source that you are referring to, you may also find intellectual health, occupational health, family health, and what much of this podcast is about, financial health. You may learn about other types of health as well. As PAs, we understand that components of physical health can be measured and quantified in the form of vitals, lab values, test results, or even through some endurance tests such as running or push-ups to name a few. However, many of these other types of health aren't easily measured or tracked. Sure, you could screen your mental health with simple tools such as the PHQ-9 or JAD-7, but we know that those truly don't paint the whole picture of your mental health. You may track how often you attend church or you tithe, but just because you do those things does not mean that your spiritual health is necessarily spectacular. You may strive to have a high friend count on Facebook or a high amount of followers on Instagram, but are these real indicators for how your social health is doing? I would say probably not. So let's first review why it is important to invest in your health on your journey to financial independence. Investing in your various types of health along the journey to financial independence will benefit you in many ways, both with your current self as well as with your future self. If you neglect your health on your journey to FI or financial independence, if you're new around here, your current self may suffer along the way. For example, if you neglect your social health because you are solely focused on your goal, your relationships with your family or friends may suffer. If you choose to never hang out with them, or do any fun activities with them due to your restrictive budget. Additionally, your physical and mental health may diminish if you elect to work 60 to 80 hours per week, just trying to increase your savings rate just so you can invest more. If you neglect your various types of health along the journey to FI, you may also find that when you get there, you are unhealthy and unhappy. One of the original and amazing financial independence bloggers and podcasters is Brandon, who goes by the mad fientist, not scientist, but fientist. It's pretty punny, but he is an awesome resource. He has actually been known to open up about his depression that he had suffered when he was living such a restrictive lifestyle when he was trying to achieve financial independence. He thought that once he and his wife reached financial independence, that he would feel great. Well, at that point, he certainly could afford to do anything, so of course he would feel amazingly happy, right? Unfortunately, that was not the case. As all good wives do, his wife had a discussion that helped to open his eyes. He writes about this over on his blog. He and his wife decided to move from their isolated home in Vermont, back to Scotland, where his wife's family was from, and they also decided to travel to various places. These things helped him return to his previous self, and he has continued to advocate for pursuing FI for anyone out there who would like to join him. So let's review how you can invest in your health in a budget-friendly way on your journey to financial independence. So now that you've recognized that there's more to health than just the physical component, let's review ways that you can be investing in your various types of health that won't hinder your being able to save and invest a large amount of your income to build your wealth. 
So let's start with the obvious, physical health. Here are some examples of things that you can do that won't necessarily break the bank. You could work out at home using free YouTube exercises. If you are into yoga, Yoga with Adrian on YouTube provides excellent yoga exercises that you can do from the comfort of your own home. You could go for walks or go running outside. You could create a home gym from used equipment that you found on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, garage sales, or even your local Buy Nothing group. As a side note, if you are not familiar with Buy Nothing groups, go ahead and take the time to look these up. There's a website that you can go to that you can search with your city or possibly your zip code, and you can find if there's a local Buy Nothing group for you. And if you join the Facebook group for your Buy Nothing group, then what people do is they post different things of things that they would just like to get rid of, donate, give away to all of their local group members. So through your local Buy Nothing group, you could find free items that your neighbors in your community are wanting to get rid of. Or if you find items around your home that you no longer need, you can donate them to others through that group as well. I am pretty bummed because currently all of the cities around me have a buy nothing group, but ours is kind of in the middle of several other buy nothing groups and no one has quite yet started one yet for our area. So I'm kind of keeping a lookout to see if someone will start one. Although I want to be a member of it, I don't really want to start it myself. So let's go back to how you can improve your physical health in a budget-friendly way. So let's talk about gym memberships. Gym memberships can be costly. It depends upon the gym, but there are some that are super affordable every month. So if a gym membership is something you truly value, go for it because it will help get you in shape and keep you in shape over time. The next item is to drink more water. And consider consuming less of other beverages that may not necessarily be the healthiest in excess, such as energy drinks, juice, even milk can have a lot of sugar in there, alcohol, and coffee. Everything in moderation because it would be quite impossible for me to say that I could never have coffee again. Consume healthy foods while you try to limit processed foods and sugar. So I know many of you know a lot of this already, but... The healthy unprocessed foods can be those fresh vegetables and fruits that you find in the perimeter of your grocery store. And if you try to avoid foods that are really processed or have a lot of sugar, then your diet can improve, which can help with your physical health. The next item would be to avoid substances or try to limit them if you do decide to use them. With your diet, try to eat a bit less if you do have the tendency to always get a heaping plateful of food, or if you always tend to get seconds, sometimes just trying to eat a little bit less at times can be a good thing for a lot of people. This certainly is not a suggestion to restrict your eating by any means. The next suggestion is to try to prioritize good sleep. Make sleep a priority for you. And the last item for physical health is to get preventative health care completed and have your concerns evaluated. So what does this mean? It means go get your physicals, go get your screening tests, such as mammograms, colonoscopies, labs, those types of things, pap smears that you need. And if you do have a concern, try not to push it off. Preventative health care also includes dental care. 
So I know that this item can be a tough one for many providers, myself included. It can be very easy to just postpone those preventative healthcare visits, or if you do have a concern, you can tend to tell yourself it's not that big of a deal, or if you're like me, you don't necessarily enjoy going to the dentist, so you just brush your teeth really well and try to floss and tell yourself you don't need to go when actually you're due to go. So this is definitely an item that I need to work on and be a little bit more consistent about. The next type of health that we will talk about ways to try to improve it is your mental health. So first try to practice gratitude. Gratitude can improve your overall mood and make you feel happier. So there's different ways to practice gratitude. Some people will go ahead and journal and try to write down three things that they're grateful for every day. Some people can express their gratitude in the form of prayer, where you are thankful for what you have in your life. But I wanted to do a side note about gratitude. So this week, I was definitely super grateful. And the reason why is because although I live in the upper Midwest, it has been in the mid to high 90s for several days in a row. And a few days ago, our AC went out. And as I've mentioned, I'm currently practicing telepsych at home because my office is under construction. So it was a pretty long day with having the AC out and sort of roasting up in this room here. But one of my husband's extended family members is a heating and cooling guy, and he lives relatively close to us. And my husband was able to contact him and asked that he come out and check the AC unit, and he was out the next day and was able to get it fixed for us. So when you practice gratitude, it can be something as simple as reminding yourself those little things that you take for granted every single day, but really are amazing. So right now, I am super excited that our house is cool, and I'm not having to wear shorts during my telepsych visits. Obviously, those were under the desk. The next suggestion for your mental health is try to lower the stress in your life. If your PA job is causing a ton of stress, consider changing either to a different company or potentially a different specialty that may be less stressful. Now, of course, a job switch in of itself can be stressful, and the grass is not always greener on the other side. So it's very important that you consider all of your options and weigh them thoroughly. But besides your job, if there are other stressful situations in your life, consider what you can do to try to resolve those situations if possible. Don't ignore your mental health on your journey to Phi. Consider seeking help if you absolutely need to. Consider yoga for stretching and deep breathing for your mental health. You can also perform breathing exercises, and those can help you focus on your breath, which can help with your mental health, particularly anxiety for a lot of people too. Some may choose to try to meditate. Many other of those items that we previously reviewed in the physical health section will help with your mental health as well, such as exercising and eating a healthy diet, avoiding excessive alcohol, which may contribute to anxiety and depression symptoms, Avoid excessive caffeine, which may amplify anxiety symptoms. Prioritize your sleep to help your mood. 
and avoid drugs to optimize your mental health. All of these items are called self-care. It's also important to note that chronic pain and chronic uncontrolled diseases can also affect your mental health, so seek treatment for those as well if you need to. I was just talking to a patient today about how it's kind of a vicious cycle and how those things interrelate. So for example, if you have a lot of chronic uncontrolled diseases such as uncontrolled diabetes or chronic diseases like rheumatoid arthritis that cause a lot of pain or some people have fibromyalgia, if those things aren't doing well, then you don't feel well enough to try to exercise or eat healthy, which makes those things worse which can make your mental health worse if you are not doing those things too. And then if your mental health is struggling and you're feeling down and depressed, you also don't feel like going for walks or trying to eat healthy too. So it's important to recognize how all of these things intertwine. So the next type of health that we will review is emotional health. So let's first better define emotional health. Emotional health certainly correlates with mental health, but it differs somewhat in that it is how you regulate and cope with your good and bad emotions. So most of the previously discussed things with physical and mental health will help your emotional health. So I'm not going to review all of them again, but a lot of those things can be good for you too. But also here's a few other tips for your emotional health. And these are all very budget friendly because they are all free to do. So you can avoid negative self-talk. It can be easy to put yourself down, but when you recognize that you're doing that, try to stop it right away. You can also set goals and celebrate those goals when you reach them. So throughout your journey to financial independence, you likely will have different goals, different thresholds, different milestones, so to speak, that you reach. And if you reach them, go ahead and celebrate them. To also help with your emotional health, live a purposeful and meaningful life, whatever that means for you and focus on what you can control. It's so easy to dwell and ruminate on those things you cannot control, but consider different things in your situations that you can control and focus on those things instead. The next type of health that is up is social health. So strive for satisfying interpersonal relationships. Spend quality time with friends and family. Try to connect with older friends whom you haven't seen for a while, or try to connect with potential new friends in your community. So this upcoming weekend, I am going to be connecting with some of my older friends whom I haven't seen for a while. The first one is that my husband and I are going to be having dinner with my friend and her husband as well. And we are really looking forward to it because we haven't seen each other for, I think, a few years now, even though we were in each other's weddings, which is kind of sad. But it'll be really fun to try to see each other and to try to grab dinner together. The other way that I'm going to be connecting with some of my older friends, I have seen them more recently, but not very frequently. And we used to go to a really small school together. One of them was in my class. The other one was a year older than I was. And one of them reached out to me by sending me a text. And it said something to the effect of, Hey, Kat, this is really random, but you know how to crochet, right? Well, I want to learn. Would you be willing to give lessons? And I'm including the other friend in this text because she wants to learn too. And it's funny because that is a fun fact. I do know how to crochet. I actually taught myself how to crochet in fourth grade because for some reason I thought it was cool at the time. And I've always been into crafty things, but I haven't crocheted for a really long time. I will occasionally make a baby blanket for 
a friend's baby shower, or sometimes a scarf. So I said, well, I'm certainly no expert and I need to watch some YouTube videos to try to remind myself and give a refresher so I can try to teach them. So even though we are going to be doing this super random and somewhat grandma-ish hobby, I'm certainly okay with it because a lot of these crafts are pretty cool if you try them and it'll mean that I get to see my friends and hang out with them. So if you have some friends in mind that it's been a while since you've seen them, go ahead and reach out and try to connect with them. Another way to help with your social health is to be a good and active listener. So when you are hanging out with those friends or if you're meeting new people, it's important to try to be engaged in the conversation and try to listen to what they have to say. If you do disagree with something that they say, be respectful about it. And then with your friends, share your thoughts and feelings in an open and honest way. And consider talking to your friends and family members about your struggles that you have in life and ask them for help when you need it. I know it can be super easy to just try to do everything yourself, but everyone needs help and a lot of people are very willing and excited to help out if needed. The next type of health that is up on the list is environmental health. So environmental health is the branch of health that has to do with how things in the environment around you can affect your overall health. So some examples of this would be to drink safe water. You don't want to be drinking contaminated water because then that's something from the environment that can get in your body and cause issues that would not be very pleasant. On a similar thought, consume safe and clean food, dispose of waste properly. People who are hoarders or do not live in very clean environments can have all sorts of health problems, including higher risk of infection. Try to avoid excessive sun exposure. You can use hats or lawn sleeve breathable shirts or sunscreen that is physical sunscreen is a little bit better often than chemical sunscreens. So physical sunscreens have zinc oxide or titanium dioxide and those help reflect the sun rays a little bit better for you. Avoid excessive radiation exposure. So this is especially for all of you awesome PAs who work in interventional radiology. Be careful at your job and take appropriate precautions. You can keep your kiddos safe by avoiding living in really old homes that have lead paint so that they don't get lead poisoning. If you handle lead in other ways too, such as if you shoot as a hobby, I had a patient that his lead level was a little bit elevated because he would shoot and touch his bullets without wearing gloves. So just be mindful of those things around you and maintain good air quality in your home, whether that's having a good filter or not smoking or being around environmental secondhand smoke. Those things can help keep you safe. So this section, it's important to note that I'm not telling you to live in a bubble by any means. Just waking up and living has exposures and risks of their own, but these are just some things that could potentially help with your overall health. And the final health category to discuss is spiritual health. So this is a type of health that is very near and dear to me, but how you can cultivate your spiritual health is to understand your beliefs and personal values as these create meaning in your life and can help provide guidance on ethical issues. Take steps to cultivate your faith And if you do believe in God, as I do, or another higher power, communicate your concerns and desires for yourself and others through prayer, practicing gratitude as we had talked about before, and nurture a relationship. Spiritual health can relate to social health too, 
if you do have a church that you attend and have a sense of community there as well. So as you can see, many of these areas of different types of health interrelate and correlate so much. So next, I would like you to consider what investing in your health looks like for you. Think about what your optimized future self looks like. In what areas are you healthy? Aim to improve all of the various types of health in your life, not just only focusing on the physical type of health. Additionally, consider your why to help you stay motivated to invest in your health, much like how your why of pursuing financial independence can help you stay motivated to invest in your wealth. So I am certainly trying to work on many types of health in my life because several of them could use improvement and I hope that you join me in the journey to do so. Once my husband and I reach financial independence, I would like to have maintained diverse and fulfilling relationships with our family members and friends and continue to nurture those for years to come. We also hope to not only spend more time with friends and family, but to also travel more. I would like my physical health to remain intact because I would love to be able to travel around and easily explore beautiful sights in the nature that God has provided to us. I hope you find the information in this episode as something that was thought-provoking for you, as well as informational to find different ways of how you can try to work on all the different types of health in your life. If you have found this information helpful, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving a written review along with some stars, as well as telling your PA friends and classmates if you are a PA student about this episode and this podcast as well. As a reminder, if you would like to join on my first Instagram live ever that is scheduled for next week, come on over to Instagram at PA the FIWay and follow along and look out for an announcement for the live as well as some questions in the stories to try to figure out what types of questions you have about student loans in particular. You can check out the show notes for today's episode as well. I will have links to both social media as well as to the blog articles that I was referring to about Brandon, the mad scientist's story. I hope to see you back next week. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on. But more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.